welcome to the first episode of Sexplanations and Escorts A to Z of Sex. Hopefully this podcast is going to cover everything you've ever wanted to know about sex, along with some things that maybe you didn't know you wanted to know. My name's Ginger, I'm your resident expert. I work as an escort, as well as having a regular 9-to-5 job, hence why I have a code name. I was considering 0069 James Bondage, but thought maybe that was a bit too far. The purpose of this podcast, for me, is to share my experience of sex, both from my professional life as an escort and my personal life. I really want to open up the conversation around the subject, as I feel like it's really still taboo, and some people think it should only be spoken in whispers down dark corridors. In reality, it's one of the more enjoyable elements of life, and that's whether you're single or you're in a relationship with somebody... When I was growing up, I lived in a house where sex wasn't discussed at all. My mum mother wasn't a monster, but we didn't have that relationship where I felt like I could go up to her and ask her, you know, all the questions that I had. And when you, in school, and particularly I went to a Catholic school where we were taught that abstinence makes the heart grow fonder and that condoms were the sock whippets of Satan, we didn't really talk about sex either. And if we did... It was a guessing game of who was telling the truth and who was just regurgitating things that they'd heard other people say. You know, I didn't really grow up in an environment where I could talk about it openly. So there were questions that I couldn't find the answers for and I had to find them out on my own. Now, obviously, sexual sexual exploration can be amazing, but I think it really does pay in some respects to have a guide on this journey. And that's what I am. I am your guide to sex exploration. And I guarantee the more you talk about it, the better your sex will be. I just want to make a note that uh, I'm not recording in some fancy studio. I am recording in my living room. And if you can hear some squeaking, I'm not trying out a weird sex toy. My dog is chewing his uh, dinosaur behind me. Now looking at me like, what? What are you doing? The podcast format I've chosen to go with is an A to Z. Or an A to Z, if you're American. Each episode is going to focus on a particular subject. I want this to be an interactive venture. So if there's a topic that you'd like me to cover, you're looking for advice, or if you have a question for an escort, um, other than do you think you should rethink your life choices, then I would love for you to get in touch. You can find me on Instagram at sexplanationsuk and Twitter sexplanationsuk. I've really owned the handle. So, A. A is for anal. I'll say this up front, anal isn't for everybody. I don't think there's any element of sex that is for everybody. As my mother would say, maybe it's not your cup of tea. And that's fine. You should never feel obliged to try something just because it's on your partner's fuck it list. It's your body, it's your choice. If you have a sign on your ass that says exit only, great, that's your choice. And I really want you to know that you have autonomy of your body and power and if you're not wanting to try something don't budge completely your choice what i would say with any sort of sexual excursion that you might be trying in bed communication is key so if you've always wanted to try anal approach your half about it the foundations of a relationship is intimacy honesty you should just be able to say this is what i've you know, been thinking about, I'd really like to try it. If they say no, that's fine. That's not their cup of tea either. But you've asked. 
if it's not something that you want to do, you make that clear too. I guarantee you that you're not going to enjoy something that you don't want to do. Even as an escort who gets paid for sex, there are things that I know for a fact I won't enjoy and therefore I will not do. Here's looking at you, water sports and hard sports. There is no money in the world that would make it okay for somebody to piss or shit on me. Definitely, definitely not going there. You're not going to enjoy something you don't want to do. I'll tell you that now. If you look back at school, you didn't want to do a maths test. Did you enjoy doing it? No, of course you didn't. Don't be forced into those situations. We all have limits. Some of these limits are hard limits, which are definite no's. For me, what sports and hard sports are a hard limit. Soft limit means there's some flexibility. That could be you don't want to try it at the moment. It's something that you've seen or heard someone else talk about and it's piqued your interest. A soft limit really can be explored particularly when you're in a relationship with somebody, whether that is a friends with benefits kind of situation or if you are in a long-term relationship, the soft limit can be explored as the trust builds. So once you start to trust a partner, you're more likely to want to be adventurous with them because you trust them. My first top tip, and I cannot stress this enough, do not stick your dick in someone's ass as a surprise. If you do that, you deserve to never get laid again. And also, personally, I think you should be donkey kicked in the dick, but that's just my uh, personal preference there. This has happened to me before. Um, My first experience of anal was somebody without any warning whatsoever trying to stick his quite girthy penis in my arse and it genuinely put me off trying it for a very long time. You don't want someone's first experience of that to be attached to a negative reaction or emotion. That's not what sex is about sex is about enjoyment not about one person being selfish because that ruins the experience for everybody that person's not going to trust you anymore you can have a sore dick from when you've been punched in it and they're not going to want to have sex with you anymore you know it's basic logic if you're an anal newbie what a fun phrase that is it's unlikely you're going to want to jump straight into the deep end you're going to want to start by dipping your toe in the water checking the temperature making sure that everything's okay before we go straight ahead and dive right in. You're going to want to make sure that you're nice and relaxed beforehand. You know, when you've had a a really stressful day, you can feel that tension throughout your body. You feel it in your neck, your shoulders. It's the same for your butt. The muscles in your anus, let's use a technical term, will clench, which means it's going to be uncomfortable if you try and stick anything in there. This is where lines of communication are important. They need to be open between you and your partner. This is going to work to reassure you and also to arouse you. The more aroused you are, the better, because you're relaxed when you're aroused. You're also ready to get down to business, which is, again, it's a win-win. I'm going to say this now. Lube is going to be your best friend when it comes to anal. And there is no such thing as too much lube. Don't be shy. Give her a liberal liberal squirt. You should be lubing the finger, the penis, the toy, whatever it is, and also someone to the actual anus itself. The anus does not produce its own natural lubrication like the vagina does. He's not as clever as her. We know that. Which means it needs all the assistance it can get to make sure that whatever's going in there is going to slide out nice and smoothly and it's not going to be uncomfortable for you. Again, 
we don't want discomfort we want enjoyment we want to enjoy this experience we want it to be an experience that we come back to that we revisit if it's something that we found pleasurable at the time there are several different types of lubes that you can get which all have a different base so you can get ones that are made with water oil silicone and then some that are a mixture of a few different um, bases my advice would be to use a water-based lube for your first um, anal experience again what a lovely phrase Um, this is because it is quite a versatile lube it works well with condoms and with toys as well Um, you should never use an oil-based lube if you're using condoms or if you're using toys and that's because the oil will work to degrade the latex so it means less safe for sex and it also means that you could ruin your favorite dildo and we all have a favorite dildo don't lie (laughs) if you don't have one maybe look into buying one the brand that i use is liquid silk and that's from love honey Um, no affiliation no sponsorship i just like that brand Uh, it has a really nice texture and as the name would suggest it's quite silky so it's not like globby like you don't feel like someone has just spat onto your bum which i'm just going to make a side note here don't spit into someone's arsehole and think that that is lubrication don't do it it's gross you know we expect the transfer of fluids when it comes to sex that's expected i don't expect someone to spit on my ass as an escort it's happened to me several times where the client has obviously seen it in a porno and they think oh that's really sexy i ask you a question have you ever been spat on and felt sexy because i certainly haven't maybe i'm doing it wrong who knows but spit is definitely not a replacement for lube definitely 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 not get your partner to apply some lube to the finger and directly onto the anus like i said use liberally don't be shy and then allow your partner to gently slide the finger in and out of the anus you might feel a little bit of discomfort upon entry and this is because it's an unusual feeling the anus is not naturally made as an entryway it's an exit but that doesn't mean it can't lead to pleasurable sex it's just like when you first lost your virginity your your vaginal virginity another phrase gosh hashtag that vaginal virginity it was a discomfort now obviously naturally the penis goes in the vagina welcome to my biology lesson (laughs) welcome to my ted talk but it's a new experience so therefore it's going to be a bit of an oh moment but if it does continue to hurt stop and that is going to be a key theme throughout this episode if it hurts if there's prolonged discomfort stop another key ingredient for great sex is what i like to call temperature checks now temperature checks what i mean there is assess the situation as it builds so think as it's happening does this feel good does this feel bad if it feels good think about what you can do to go further and make it feel great or amazing if it feels bad then you can say this isn't for me please stop or maybe something's wrong please stop these temperature checks are very important no matter what you're doing again we go back to the the basis of sex can be incredible but communication and just that mindfulness of what you're doing makes it all the better 
even if you're partner is super enthusiastic like we've said it's on his fuck it list he has all these anal videos saved on Pornhub if it's not for you if you're not feeling it stop unfortunately that's his cross to bear that you're not into it it's um it's your buddy it's your buddy and if he complains about it why don't you stick a finger up his ass and see if he's feeling it I'd recommend a few sessions of finger play before moving on into the bigger leagues um, if you want to at all, like I said, you know, it might not be for you. But also, a finger might be enough for you. You might think this is really pleasurable, but I don't want to go any further. That's also okay. Like I said, this is what these temperature checks are for. To see how it feels. Can it feel better? Or is it good as it is? From the finger, you can go straight to that D. Or you can use... Um, some toys to help bridge that gap between the finger and the dick. I'm just <laughs> having a moment where I'm thinking, did I ever think that I would be giving these kind of talks and releasing them onto the internet? Hmm, no. I mean, it's fun, but 16-year-old me did not foresee this. <laughs> this is not the future she saw. <laughs> um, I will do an episode in the future on toys, but I will just briefly mention butt plugs here. They are... A great toy on their own um, but they're also very good at helping you uh, learn to accommodate something like a penis if you're with somebody who is quite girthy um, then I don't necessarily think that going straight from finger to penis is going to work because the size difference will be noticeable um, and it might be uncomfortable and like we said we want to enjoy this there's no point in doing something that we don't enjoy when it comes to sex it doesn't benefit anyone. Or it benefits one person, which is not good sex. It's just not. They're enjoying themselves, but you're not. Why would you do that? I did that for seven and a half years, by the way. Just a personal note there. I, uh, what did, what did they say? What did my nan's generation say? Um, the lie back and think of England. I did that for seven and a half years. And I am not going back to that. So, back to butt plugs. They come in several different sizes starting from very very slim um maybe even slimmer than a finger depending on how big your partner's fingers are <laughs> and they allow you to build up to accommodate that girthier penis they can also make vaginal sex a lot more enjoyable i stand the butt plug i'm a big fan it kind of gives the illusion of um double penetration so if that's something down the line that you want to experience um it kind of gives you an indication of what that sensation will be um i personally like to use them when i'm having sex and also when i'm um, using other toys on myself as well um, but definitely definitely stand the butt plug when you're ready and you're all lubed up to go for your first anal adventure there are a couple of different positions you'll watch videos on pornhub and usually you'll just see doggy style and think that's it and usually the guy is jackhammering the girl and she's making noises like um, a serial killer is chasing her down the street. Just like Hollywood lies to us, uh, the porn industry lies to us as well. Don't get me wrong, I do watch porn. Again, I'll do an episode on it in the future. But the porn industry is bigger. Women don't often make those noises. Men don't often um, want to see the inside of someone's arsehole. And you see the gaping videos it's, it's not always like that. It's a much more retracted kind of 
on a smaller scale. Um, so it doesn't have to be that one position. So if you've seen that and thought, oh dear God, what is he doing to that poor woman? That's not the end of the story when it comes to anal sex. There are three main positions that you can try. Number one, you're on top. So this is just reverse cowgirl, except um, rather than the front door, we're in the back door. So you are straddling your partner and you have your back to their head. So they can see the back of you. Also get a really nice view of the arse, by the way. The benefit of this position is that you can control the speed and the depth of penetration. That means you go as deep as you want or as fast as you want. You are in complete control. The second position is spooning. This kind of gives an added touch of intimacy as that closeness of body. There can be a lot more touching, stroking, but it also gives shared control of movement. So he can book his hips, but you can also kind of push back and make sure that it's not going too fast, it's not going too deep. The third style is doggy, the Pornhub special. This does allow easier entry because the butt's on display. <laughs> you know, it's a straight line in, <laughs> but it gives your partner full control. So if they've done it before and you are new, they might be wanting to go at a pace that you're not yet comfortable with and you're handing all the control over to them. I personally wouldn't try this as a, as a newbie just because your partner has full control um, I'm not saying that they're going to go crazy and do the jackhammer manoeuvre, but if they've done it before, they might be used to a quicker pace than you'll be used to, and also a deeper penetration than you'll be used to. Um, the other positions either give you full control or shared control, which means it's more like the, the ball's more in your court, uh, not his balls. So have a think. What would work for you? And there's there's nothing stopping you from trying all three of them in one sesh. You know, it's it's completely up to you. And also, you don't have to go into this thing, we're just going to have anal sex. You can start off by having, you know, regular sex and then switching to anal or start with anal and switch into vaginal. Just make sure that you, if you are using condoms, that you swap the condom, put a new condom on, um, before you go from arse to, to pussy and that is for hygiene reasons you know you want to make sure that you're protecting your body we only get one body so let's let's keep it going for as long as possible no matter the position that you choose if you feel prolonged pain or discomfort stop let's not forget the main goal here it's supposed to be enjoyable even if it's your first time you know, you're not supposed to come out of it hurting. Like, that's not what we want to achieve here. We want to achieve a scenario where everybody has a good time. So if it's painful or more than mild discomfort that lasts for longer than a minute or so, stop. I mean, as an escort, my job is often to help clients fulfil their own fantasies. So I'll be doing things that aren't necessarily my cup of tea. They're not for me to achieve the best orgasm I've ever had because somebody is paying me to do a service. They have seen something or they've had this fantasy brewing in their head for a while and they want to achieve that. It doesn't mean I'm going to do something that I don't feel comfortable with or that hurts. 
unless I'm doing a BDSM session, which we'll come on to at a later stage. But even then, that is an agreed upon level of discomfort or pain and it is in an enjoyable manner. So it's not something where you feel like you're being split in two. That's not fun. I had a client, just by looking at him, he was very, very girthy. And I just knew by looking at his penis that he wasn't going in through the back door. You can tell, you know, you know your own body, you know your own body. And he did what I describe as surprise anal. He tried to put it in and it was horrible. It honestly made me nearly jump off the bed. Uh, You're going from being like sultry, sexy escort to this angry, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Fantasy is shattered because now I'm angry at him. I told him no means no. I said, even if he's paying me, no amount of money is going to make me want to walk like John Wayne for a week. It's not happening. It's not a look that suits Ginger. That's all I'm saying. Pay should be slow and gentle. Your partner should not be going at you like he's trying to dig his way to China because that's what they've seen on Pornhub. Unless you think, actually, I quite want a faster pace, go at me. But it's communication. You tell him that. If they start to go too fast or too deep, then you tell them, please give me a minute. Slow down. Slow down. Communication is so important. Like I said, the more we talk, the more enjoyable sex is. And I think we often forget that. We often forget that we can tell someone to stop doing something. And I think as well, if if you're looking at porno that's been made by uh, professional actresses, that's made by a studio, these women are what we call anal queens this is the job that they're paid to do they have a lot more tolerance than average joanna on the street because she's not paid to have i don't know 12 inch dick in her ass (laughs) you know she's she's only used to seeing andrew's five inch penis or whatever you know it these actresses are paid they train their bodies to be able to do this like athletes just in a very, very different competition. <laughs> Pace is important. And it's important to communicate. Is it feeling good? Is it not feeling good? Don't hold your breath. We all do it. When we are expecting something to be unpleasant, like if you have to go to the doctors and have your blood taken, you stop breathing because you are waiting for that point where it's painful or sore. What this does is it makes your entire body tense up, including the muscles in your bum. That means it's going to become very uncomfortable for you because you're almost like forcing the dick out or the finger or the toy. And that could be quite uncomfortable for you. So keep taking nice deep breaths. Let's do an in through your nose, out through your mouth yoga breaths. We want to be mindful that we're enjoying it. We want to be in the moment. If you hold your breath, you are instantly tensing that body up and your brain is equating it with something that's not pleasant. And we don't want to do that. Definitely don't want to do that. Even if it's your first time at anal sex, you want to draw as much pleasure out of the situation as possible. So extra stimulation is always going to be a winner. If you think about your body, there is a network of shared nerve endings between the wall of the vagina and the anus. Let's make use of them. While he's in the bum, slide a finger or a small dildo into your pussy. 
that adds to the enjoyment. If that's not your thing, if you're more about clitoral stimulation, then play with her, don't neglect her. It's all going to add to the experience and make it enjoyable and possibly an unforgettable first time. You know, my, my first time having sex is unforgettable, but only because of the dire circumstances surrounding it. I won't bore you, but it involved a film that now I can't watch without thinking, oh dear God, I lost my virginity into this movie. And then 10 seconds after he pulled out, asking me if he wanted me to walk me to the bus stop. So that's why I equate that with, let's not add a negative connotation to your first time with anal sex. Let's have a fond memory to look back on. Not maybe one that you can share with the grandkids, but still enjoy on a personal level. So when I've discussed anal sex with my own friends and said that I I quite enjoy it as long as that prep work is there and it's something that we both want to do, the same kind of worries have popped up. So I just wanted to address them. The first question is, is it going to hurt? Just like when you lost your vaginal virginity, hashtag vaginal virginity, Mild discomfort can be expected at first, but it should pass rather quickly. If it continues for more than, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds, stop. Don't want to cause yourself an injury. You know, having to go to A&E and explaining that. Fun for the nurses, possibly not fun for you. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, your anus doesn't have the natural lubrication that the vagina has, which is why lube and foreplay are incredibly important. Like I've said, be liberal. There is no such thing as too much lube. Another question that it makes me laugh, um, am I going to shit on his dick? Now, I watched, maybe you've watched it too, there's a scene in a film called Zakamiri Make a Porno where this uh, porn style unleashes, I don't know what you call, apocalyptic levels of diarrhoea onto this guy's dick. (laughs) And I watched it and assumed that that could happen. Like, no one is ever, ever going into my ass because I don't need the added humiliation of pooing while having sex to the rest of my life. Uh, but Hollywood lies, who knew? <laughs> it might feel like you need to go, but this is because that's what those muscles are designed to do. We're kind of causing them mild irritation and the body kind of thinks, oh, we must need to go. But you don't. You're not going to shit on his dick. I promise you. I promise you. That is a ginger guarantee. You're not going to shit on his dick. Another query or worry that I get from a lot of my friends is asking, are they going to bleed? Because I think in our heads, we equate the same kind of experiences for losing your anal virginity to vaginal virginity, where you have that hymen that you break, which then can cause some people to bleed. There isn't that in your anus. We don't have an anus hymen. (laughs) If there's a doctor out there who says, oh, actually we do, um, then correct me. But as far as I'm aware, we don't have one. However, a tiny amount of blood is a possibility because your butt is sensitive. If you think about it, when you are straining too hard, when you are uh, going to the toilet, sometimes you bleed just because of that strain on the body. So it's not uncommon. However, if you see more than a speck or if you're having prolonged bleeding, consult your GP as soon as possible. But that is rather uncommon. I think it's interesting that we all share the same kind of worries Uh, and this particular worry was something that I had because sex is taboo. I think something like anal sex is seen as uh, even more so, so it's not spoken about. Will it hurt the next day? So I'm going to be honest with you, you might find it uncomfortable to have a shit the next day. 
you might do. Uh, you could experience some slight digestive issues, like a little bit of uh, of diarrhea, some loose stools, as it were. Don't let this put you off, though. It's not going to happen every time after the first. It's new to the body, just like it was when you first had uh, vaginal sex. It's new to the body. Uh, you wouldn't let one bad hangover put you off drinking, or you wouldn't let one bad, I don't know, steak put you off steak. You might do, you might be that type of person. But I, I would say, if you enjoyed it during the time, and then the day after you felt a bit uncomfortable, maybe try it again and see how you are the day after that time. If it's the same, then maybe, like I said at the beginning of the episode, maybe anal sex isn't for you. It's not for everybody. We're not all the same. How boring would that be if we were all the same? I hope this has covered everything you wanted to know about anal sex. If it hasn't, please get in touch with any questions that you might have. Uh, like I said earlier, you can get me on Instagram at Sexplanations UK and Twitter at Sexplanations UK. In future episodes, I would really like to offer listeners advice about any worries or queries that they have. Um, obviously, as this is my first episode, I don't have any listeners other than my dog. And personally, I would not feel comfortable giving him advice on his sex life particularly because he humps my cushions and I don't want to get involved in that. So what I've decided to do is to have a look through some trashy magazines, like take a break and chat, stuff that your nan would read probably, I know my nan did, and have a look at some of the reader questions in there and offer my own spin on the advice. So this one's particularly interesting, given the line of work that I do. It says, I'm a 24-year-old lad and embarrassed I'm still a virgin. I've had girlfriends, but they were nothing serious. We've messed about, but didn't have sex. I used to play rugby, and the lads would be going on about who they were having sex with. Some were much younger than me. Once lockdown is over, do you think I should pay a prostitute and get it over with? Now, this particular advice columnist has said some things that I would say. There's no rush. It doesn't matter how old you are. Why not lose it? I'm using air quotes here, which you can't clearly see, uh, the natural way with someone you have feelings for. Now, my opinion on that differs from hers, and I'll tell you why. Firstly, I think we have grown up in a society where a lot of people perceive their virginity as something precious. It's this precious gem or a flower that we're going to give to somebody when we meet that right person. I personally think that's a load of bullshit. Um, I think that now we are in a more modern society, we are more likely to have different, you know, a, a large number of sexual partners throughout our lives. The first person we sleep with isn't necessarily the person we're going to be with for the rest of our lives, and that's okay. Absolutely fine. You know, if you do sleep with your childhood sweetheart and are together for 50 years, that's great, but it's not how it works for everybody. This person is obviously hung up on this idea of virginity, um, that it's something also to get rid of um, because other people are doing it, other people are talking about it. Now, what I said back earlier on about being in school and listening to what people were saying about what they were doing, who knows whether it's true or whether it's lads just bigging themselves up, like I've got a massive cock me. We don't know what's true, we don't know what's not. So I would take what other people are saying with a pinch of salt and not compare yourself um Hemingway said comparison is a thief of joy and I genuinely believe that's true what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for you now 
the columnist's advice about losing it the natural way. I think if your virginity is something that you are hung up on, I don't see a problem in paying an escort to have sex with you. If you if if they're good at their job and you explain to them that it's your first time and it's something that you're nervous about and just want to get it over and done with, that escort should then take the time to make it still an enjoyable experience for you. You know, it's not going to be with someone that you can spend the rest of your life with, but it will be something that you can look back on and think, I enjoyed that, I'm glad I did that. Um, I don't think there's any shame in sex work and I think we should really try and get rid of that stigma at the end of the day an escort is providing a service a service that helps other people fulfill their fantasies and I don't see anything wrong with that but yeah virginity is this really odd concept it's not this precious gem and it's also not an anchor weighing you down it is just a concept and it's yours to view it however you want and if you want to get rid of it desperately I don't see a problem in um, hiring an escort let's have a look for another one a different magazine um i'm 29 and i've never had much luck with men then i met someone he's lovely with a good job and a similar outlook on life to me a few weeks ago he proposed and i said yes but now i'm questioning my decision although i'm really fond of him i don't love him could we be happy regardless i've got to say a big bugbear of mine is the word fond used in this context when you express your feelings to somebody you know, I love you and they're like mm, I'm fond of you it's, it's like damning someone with faint praise isn't it um this is kind of different in that the readers tell you what their um opinions are and there are three different opinions here um varying ages we've got one 30 year old one 64 year old and one 56 year old um the first two basically say don't do it you're settling love doesn't grow that way I don't think romantic love grows that way. I think a friendship and a bond certainly could grow that way. True romantic love that has that initial spark, that initial flame that you fan over the years, it's not going to happen. But Judy, 56, says, I know plenty of marriages that have lasted without love. Whether or not the people in them are happy, I can't say, but they're still together. My sister's first love jilted her at the altar. She went on to marry someone who was much more of a friend. There may not be passion, but there's deep affection. Firstly, that friend that your sister married is a consolation prize at best. And what is the point of relationships if there's no passion? Passion is that that spark that initial surge of warm gooey feelings that we get and if that's not there then you could just pick up any random man on the street or random woman and have that same passionless relationship i think marrying someone you don't love is damning yourself to unhappiness because you're always going to be thinking about what if you're always going to be looking for the greener grass on the other side and they probably are as well and on the flip side for him, I don't think it's fair to him if you accept his proposal of marriage and don't love him because he probably loves you and is expecting something in return. So those are my two cents on um, these very important um, worries that these readers have had. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back for next week. We'll be on letter B and we're going to be talking about BDSM. All very exciting. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I hopefully will see you here next week. uh, And hopefully you will have had lots of incredible sex. Maybe even um, some anal sex. And if you have, let me know. Did my advice help? 
Was there anything else that you wanted me to cover? Bye. Bye.